one podcast. It's Raw Keek or Race Week if you're not Ferrari. And it is, we are very excited to be building up to the Bahrain Grand Prix and the start of the 2023 F one season so we're going to be running through our favorite for the championships how it's going to go who's going to finish bottom of the championship which races we're looking forward to which races nigel will get angry at all yeah. of them but before yeah. we do that to do that we're joined by freddie coates and nigel too but i say that or someone says that every episode but who really are freddie coates and nigel too oh, well no. i'll give the floor to them to introduce themselves ahead of the season nigel you're up first uh i'm not sure how we're going to do this and how serious this is meant to be but this is actually a good thing because I will say Adam did bring this up and some of you have been listening for, I don't know, a year, six months, two episodes, or maybe just this episode is your first one. And you won't know who we are unless you've gone on the internet and spent 15 minutes looking for us. Uh, so yeah, uh, basically, we all met at uni. We should start at, start with that. Then we decided to do a podcast before the 2020 season. In a way, fortunately, it was delayed because uh, that meant we actually did it because we probably wouldn't have done it if it started off uh, in Australian Grand Prix in March. Uh, so in that sense, we're fortunate. And then we're here, we've done 181, well, this is the 181st episode since then. But to answer your question, uh, I'm a journalist, uh, which is not a good thing. Uh, I'm working with Eurosport at the moment. I love sport a lot, probably like too much. Uh, F1 is my main one though yeah and snooker yeah sure. uh, but no like uh yeah uh i don't i don't know what to say adam <laughs> just, that's you ride for total motorsport as well yeah i ride for total motorsport with adam uh and then uh, that's just my my life is sport basically but f1's my favorite one i guess uh and i've been riding for a few years now and i'm very fortunate to be doing what i'm doing especially with uh eurosport because they've been oh, very thanks. good to me and that kind of thing uh, so yeah, I think I've been very lucky the last two, three years, I'll tell you, overall, and that's why I'm still doing this podcast with these with these guys, because they are just as great, if not probably better than me, uh, anyway, so, so we get better, here's Freddie. <laughs> oh, no, Nigel, you tell yourself too short, you're a fantastic writer, and yeah, you should go and check out Nigel's work on Total Motorsport and Eurosport. Um, I'm Freddie, I do um, motorsport media, that's about it, really, I guess. Yeah. I work for Brand MSV, Hatch. which is Brands Hatch, Donington Park, and the like. And I do PR and social for them. Mm. Not as much to add. I don't have my life story. Um, you've to... previously written for W. Can we say that? You've previously written for W. Yeah, I have previously written for WF One. I've previously been involved with the Autosport Academy, um, and the race. So, yes, I've done decent motorsport work and I'm looking to do more with doing an F1 podcast it'd be sad if you said I'm not looking to do any more and now um, I've got to quit <laughs> <laughs> and he has the only, he's the only one who can he can do a mic drop. So yeah, if, when, <laughs> when the time does come, then he's fully prepared. Um, yeah, I'm Adam. I am still at Sheffield University. That's where we all met on the journalism course. And the reason I'm not out in the world of work yet is because I went abroad oh, last are. year, spent a year, <laughs> well, not full time, um, spent a year in Oklahoma doing university there and had the most amazing time. And now I'm back here being the glue that holds the podcast together but yeah it's, <laughs> I, I also write for uh nigel got me um my job at total motorsport writing there so covering f1 there including this weekend bahrain 
Grand Prix. And yeah, I don't exactly know what I'm going to be doing in about three or six months time, but I'm excited about it. And when that does happen in about maybe the British Grand Prix, Austrian Grand Prix, something like that, then podcast listeners won't be the first to know, but they will know. And just on Total Motorsport, they do allow us to put the podcast on there with our own little section, which is very nice, uh, of course. So, yeah, big up to them. And if you want to see any analysis or strategy nerdy stuff from me or Adam or the rest of the guys there, uh, go and check it out because we are writing stuff. <laughs> yeah, because it's been Yeah, no, and, and or if you want to hear analysis after you've read that stuff then come listen to this because we will be doing race yeah. reviews and previews throughout the season starting with Bahrain and yeah I think it's something we all really enjoy doing it's one thing that's been constant in my life over three years now coming up three years now which <laughs> there aren't many things really um, in terms of like moved lived in different countries been with different people and yeah and now we're still doing this three years on so yeah it's i think something we all enjoy doing and without further ado we will get into our season preview it's going to be a good one we hope and part of who part of how it will be good is how many race winners we have how many people we have competing at the top of the grid so we're gonna start with that in a kind of joint double barrel give both barrels how many race winners do you think there'll be and who will have the most race wins of the season obviously last year Verstappen had the most wins and there were as five race winners over the course of the year in George Russell Verstappen Perez Leclerc and Sainz will it be more less or the same we shall find out Freddie I'll throw it to you first I think Verstappen will have the most wins and I think there will be seven race winners I also think Verstappen to have the most wins and I think there's only going to be six race winners this season I agree with Nigel, which I know is quite boring, but yeah, I think we'll come on to Aston Martin later, but they seem to so, the So the six to... race winners you've got, are you thinking the big three teams will all win one each or time ones are going to nick yes. one? Or is... Yeah, okay. I'm thinking the big three teams drivers will all get one each. Although... So you think I Hamilton's think... going to win a race after not yeah, winning? Yeah, actually, the ones who kind of give me mood for more food to the thought are Sainz and Perez, actually. Um, okay. Because I think within, if the team's having a strong weekend, I think the staff, uh, sorry, uh, Russell and Hamilton are both very capable of winning. Whereas for those two drivers, particularly Perez, then if if the Red Bull is tuned in, then he needs Verstappen to have, you know, something go wrong really, because Verstappen is the faster driver. And same with Science, but to a lesser extent. So, yeah, I think you know he's still lacking a bit to Leclerc. So actually, they're the ones that make make me kind of making me reconsider it. But um, okay. yeah. In fact, to be different, I'll say five, but five. I, I would. Winners, but... It is worth mentioning. It's a long season. Um, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. And well, as much no, as not you know, six. Sorry, you're going six. six. All right, yeah, I am writing this down, so I have crossed that out <laughs> twice now. Um, <laughs> and Verstappen, we all think for most. Yeah. Equally though, if Red Bull do have a dominant, you know, twenty thirteen S Vettel season for Verstappen, there will literally only be four. Or possibly even three race winners, possibly if if Verstappen manages manages to break his wins record of was it fifteen last year, then one, it's not going to be that exciting, unfortunately, and there's not yeah. going to be many race winners, is there? So we're being optimistic-ish. Although I think 
Red Bull don't have as big of an, of an advantage as people think as you can hear in the last episode that we did. Yeah, and that's where what Freddie says comes into it really is a long season. So yeah. yeah, there is. I think based off the early early season running, then it does like look like we could have different teams winning. You know, at least two teams winning the first. You know, within the first five races, I'd say in maybe the, so. In the most recent dominant season we had, which you could say was twenty twenty. Well, no, for for sort of you'd expect like um, one or two race <laughs> winners throughout because it was just Mercedes. It wasn't yeah. even hope of Ferrari or any or Red Bull or anything like that. We had five race winners. And you had because you had Gasly and Perez and Verstappen joining Bottas and Hamilton in that rostrum, so it's you could that there is potential for wacky and wild stuff. We've had Ricardo yeah. and Gasly and Ocon win races recently, as, as as which is essentially mad. So we nearly had Norris win a race as well in twenty twenty one. So, but then if if you think like 2017, 18, 19... We didn't really have that. In 2019, Mercedes won the first seven or eight races up to France. Yeah, and then exactly. obviously the second half of that season was brilliant, though. Especially in the summer, there was like a run of six or seven yeah. races from... Mm. Uh, it was like Germany, Hungary, British Grand Prix, Italian Grand Prix, Singapore, and uh, one other. One of the absolutely amazing races, and we got different race winners there as well. So, so there's a lot, a lot that could be completely wild. Mm. And yeah, there's and, a lot and, that could be completely predictable. And that's why think... we're trying to predict this, and and making sure you're aware that we'll probably get it wrong. And continuing that theme of potential craziness, we'll go on to how many different drivers there will be standing on the podium. I've not got an answer written down for this one either yet. So again, I'm going to throw to Nigel first. I think nine. Nine podium Ooh. people. How many so did guessing... you last year again? Was it last, year last year was seven. Last year was seven. So what, I assume like you've got... 13 in 2021. So I assume you've got the big six and where are the other three coming from? Sorry, yeah, the, the big three teams. Big six. One from Aston, one from Alpine, and one elsewhere. That's what I was going to do as well. <laughs> I was going to so say so I was going to say two from Aston and one from Alpine, though. Okay. Um, so in drivers, I was going to say probably um, Stroll and Alonso, Sainz, Leclerc, Perez, Verstappen, Hamilton, Russell, and either Ocon or Gasly. I don't know which, but yeah. and and that's not saying that um say Ocon or Gasly could get like five podiums, but it'd be, you know, I still only think there'll be one Alpine driver doing it. That's how I'm, that's how I'm defending myself there. Um, <laughs> what's your one other, Nigel? Come on, we're going to have to make you choose this. The uh... <laughs> freeze. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Alpha Tauri are a weird team. Like, oh, I don't think they're that God. weird though. <laughs> I don't think any team's that weird. I'm trying to think. Norris is going on the podium in a wet race towards the end of the season. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, that's actually where I'm leaning towards for mine is ten. Um, ten, nice. I can see, I can see two Aston Martin drivers or two Alpine drivers getting there, um, and then yeah, you only need one from two of the teams to get there. One of them could be Norris, one of them could be Aston or Alpine. So yeah, going ten for that. I hope so. Like I do, it, it's a weird yeah. one. Like last season, because there was the teams. I mean, Mercedes weren't exactly clear at the top, but they were in terms of getting podiums and, and race finishing results. So with their reliability, especially. So because there was that monopoly at the top of those teams, then it made it really difficult for anyone to break in, which is why Norris was the only one to do it all season. But um, if we're right about Aston Martin, then mm. it could be a bit easier. 
See testing pecking order podcast here. Yeah. Hype. <laughs> Hype. From the top of the grid to the bottom of the grid. Uh, our next prediction is who will be bottom in the drivers' championship. It's a really tough one. It's a tough one to put uh to label a driver with. Um, but as Nigel has said over the last few episodes, someone has got to be bottom. And I am going to say for that mantle, Logan Sargent. It's tough. I don't like this question, to be honest. Of all the questions we've got, who, even me, I'm, I'm quite I, harsh. I, I, I mean, I'm just kind of. I, I think I wouldn't put Logan Sargent as the worst driver on the grid. You know, as a yeah. driver, as a talent. But I do. Um, I'm just stalling to give you what I really. I think hmm. Williams. I expect will be around the bottom. I think they'll be battling for ninth or tenth with Alpha Tauri, and then I just think you know the. I, he he performed better in testing than I thought, but I still think this year might be a learning curve. It's not really a knock on him, but I just coming yeah. from coming in as a from an F two rookie straight into being an F one rookie is difficult, and I think it will be twenty twenty four will be where we'll see you know really the best of early sergeant. But yeah, it, I'm just it's really a question of who we think could sneak a ninth place across the season, and, or, or who won't, <laughs> or who and who won't, of course, mm. and. As we're doing this out of regular season drivers, we know there could be an opportunity for people to jump in. For instance, Felipe Djokovic, something like that. We're not going to count these kind of drivers for this overall guess. I mean, Djokovic um, could still jump in and not be. Yeah, <laughs> not be, but uh, 20 precisely. Yeah. They could. They could not be. But we could have someone jump into like the Haas mid-season. Say, uh, not that we want this to happen, but could something could happen to Holgenberg and Magnussen, for instance? But we're not going to count that. This is just about the the twenty drivers who will show up in the ty- pre-title sequence for Formula 1's race, basically. I'll, 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 I'll go Sergeant as well, because I, I, I don't think he'll score points, and then if, and then is, you know, is he going to get that's a That's important in the championship. See, so, that's the thing, because I, I think, I agree with what, um, with what Adam's saying about, about it with Sergeant, um, that he's not the, the worst, but it's hard to sort of... Is that combined with the team? Yeah. 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 Is Williams going to have the race pace to hold on to a ninth or tenth or eleventh like Calbon did last year? Well, I think year. they, I think they, are, I think they will. I think they will have the potential to do more than that. I think more than an Alpha Tauri is my thing. So um, thinking going Oscar Piastri. I'm thinking Sonoda. Ooh. Because I, I, I have a feeling that De Vries could sneak at a twelfth place or eleventh place, really, even in a pointless season, more than Sonoda could. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, two weeks ago, I, I said Sonoda was going to have like a breakthrough season, but he's well, just said first, he's be last. So Sonoda. yeah, so we've got contrasting <laughs> views, but like he, he might not even have the car to kind of prove that, so he's going to have to drive out of his skin. It looks like, but yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go Sergeant. Freddie's got the Sonoda. Okay, yeah, yeah. it, it is, is a mean question, one. and I feel bad for for writing it, but also I enjoy making use. Oh, I thought it was Adam who wrote it. I wrote it. I wrote all of this, and people think I'm the mean one. People like Andy. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Um, for those who don't know, um, <laughs> Nigel has just has just uh, name checked someone I work with who I listened to the podcast and said he didn't like Nigel. Love you, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Back up to the top of the grid. Last year, the title was decided. The drivers' championship was decided at a rain-soaked Suzuka in a curtailed Japanese Grand Prix. But will it be the same again? If it's exactly the same again, then that would be absolutely <laughs> wild, especially if Johnny Herbert isn't on Sky Sports anymore. But <laughs> especially considering they've be. changed the rules so that can't happen again. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. but apart from all of those caveats then um I'll, I'll go out i i think mexico city i think verstappen i just don't see anyone being able to sustain a season don't spoil the who's going to be champion adam <laughs> I That's think it's end. going to be someone and they are going to win <laughs> the Mexico City Grand Prix. I think F1 would love for it to happen at Vegas because they're putting a lot into the Vegas Grand Prix. But yeah, I, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I hope I'm Abu Dhabi for me. Final race. Decider. Yay. How positive. Interesting. Um, I mean, if it is Japan, considering there's six races after Japan this year, because we've got the return <laughs> of Qatar and the inclusion of Vegas. Um, I think that would be mega, uh, dis- mega disappointing. What mega disappointment? Um, I'm gonna be good. Say I'm, I'm gonna split the difference between you two and say Brazil. Mm-hmm. So what we've got? We've got Mexico City, Interlagos, and Yas Marina. Yeah, the way I see it is, if I'm right, then. I'm right. And if I'm not right, then we've got a good season or a better season. So that's fun. So, you know, I win both yeah. ways. Really, it's a win-win for me, whereas Nigel's <laughs> gone all or nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to... Uh, I think Lewis won in 2017 at Mexico City. 17 um, and, and 18. Um, 18. Yeah. 19 was, a few. 19 was Cota. Yeah. Mm. And Purely because they switched Cota was... in Mexico around. So the round was actually <laughs> the same round that he, he won the championship in, but it was in terms of round number, but they just had the race the wrong way around. Mm. Um, and then will Mexico City be the best race of the season? I don't think so, but that's our next question that we're going to tackle. Um, again, I can go first um, because I'm on a run of it. To me, it's a choice between Silverstone, Interlagos or Austria because I think they are the the tracks that I most trust to consider, sorry, deliver consistent racing. And out of those is really between Silverstone and Interlagos. I just think, you know, there's not been a bad race at either for a while. And I'm going to go Interlagos. Hmm. I think the Brazilian it's... Grand Prix is going to be great, especially cool. because, sorry, they'll have more teams. will have a bit more chance to catch up over the season. I do see the grid getting closer together across the course of the season. So yeah, really last season's British Grand Prix was fantastic, but it was fantastic because Verstappen wasn't, um, he'd taken his engine penalty. So he was at back. Um, so yeah, I think Brazilian Grand Prix, I am already excited for Nigel. So if you use logic for once, Bahrain oh, has no. been pretty good for the last 10 years. But I don't think we've ever said, or anyone's ever said, Bahrain season open was the best. But he's always, probably always been in the top three, top five the last few years, hasn't it? Well, about 2020 it. wasn't even without Grosjean's crash. Um, okay, yeah, that looks like, yeah, not that. But in general, like over the last 10 years, it's been a pretty good race for each season, especially especially the last two years. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Hungarian Grand Prix. I think oh. there's always a good chance of wet weather there. And when you add rain to a motor race, it spices it up because there's more factors, more variables. I enjoy the track as well. It's difficult to overtake, but not too difficult. So, yeah, Hungary for me. Hungary was one of my um, my uh, shortlist, one in my shortlist. But um, because Nigel said it, I now can't say it because that's the rules. <laughs> um the rules that we've we've internally put on ourselves because we did that for every question it'd be hilarious if we if if two of us had to say yeah Verstappen won't get the most wins um as you can see I am stalling here you've got to say the calendar. British Grand Prix really come on I'm not <laughs> going to say the British you Grand Prix you are Mr British Grand Prix <laughs> why am I Mr British Grand Prix 
Because <laughs> you'd go every year. It's a good apart reason. Last year. Um, yeah, apart from last year. Um, <laughs> and the qualifying. I did go to the qualifying, actually. That's true. I just, they still <laughs> went. <laughs> um, thank you for helping me, stool gents. And oh. I'm going to say Qatar. <laughs> Are you saying, oh, come on, man. The track, the track limits there. The, the, the track the limits. Track. It's all gravel. It's all gravel. No, it's not. No, it was all gravel when we went there in 2021. It's not a good track. I mean, it's I'm saying fantastic. this because... It's going to be the best race of the year, mate. I'm saying this because I've got Qatar's my worst race. <laughs> the, the, the circuit is just... I'm, it's not good. I mean, they've been talking about the kind of street circuit, wasn't it? But they're still sticking with a... They're redoing, the, sale they're redoing the, the pits and paddocks complex. That's... Yeah, money. <laughs> yes. I, I, I just don't like the track. Of all the tracks, it's like bottom bottom four, bottom five track for me. And I don't think the racing is that good either there uh, for the layout of it and that kind of thing. But we have only had one race there, so you can't mm. really And on, on that race there, I think the drivers did like it. They liked driving on it. They felt that it was kind of challenging, but still gave something back to them. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of... I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt for now um and see how it goes because also in 2020 it wasn't the most competitive season so i think that played into it two it was in Freddy... 2021 Qatar Grand Prix mate Hamilton oh yeah no yeah and Hamilton it was what set up the title society yeah sorry yeah. um at a moment Freddie I'll throw to you next for your worst oh, race it's... <clears throat> it's a hard one this but um <laughs> I could say Qatar again and just mess with your mind. Because <laughs> then you've got like a good chance to get one of them right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to say one that I think is going to disappoint me that I say it, but I'm going to say Canada. Yeah, I can Ooh. see that. I know, I don't want really, to say it. I don't want I to really say like it. Canada. Canada I, I like Belgium. Canada too, but... Canada and Belgium in terms of the race it hasn't been good the last, last 10 years. was good. Canada's had great racing over the It's had years, great overall. racing, but it's also has had some quite dull races. But I'm I'm not basing this on anything. I'm just saying it. So yeah. <laughs> I, know. I really like Canada. One of my favourite. I really like it, and I will. Re- I'm really looking forward to <clears> it. And I really hope I'm wrong. But also, to be honest, it's a sad question because um, yeah. ideally we want all the races to be good. So naturally, Nigel wants Qatar to be the best race of the year, but he's had to say it's going to be the worst race of the year against his better judgment. So. Adam, <laughs> what's your pick? Uh, it's, I mean, again, again, it's difficult and completely arbitrary. Um, yes. <laughs> I think that uh, in the early season, there's Australia and Miami. I've done enough Miami bashing over the past year, so I'll leave that out for now. Uh, Monaco and Belgium year, will pro- probably be bad races, but we'll go under the radar because, uh, to be fair, Monaco's been good recently. Uh, Belgium, I've not got much hope for. I think it's good that they put it um, before the summer break. And then at the end of the season, uh, Mexico City Grand Prix and Abu Dhabi probably won't be amazing. Either Vegas could not be very good or it could be amazing. We'll have to see. I Come on, will... give us an answer. Come on. Oh. You still loads on the last one. Yeah, I'm, I'm being Jeremy Paxman now. <laughs> I think Adam's, Adam's going to say Mexico. I can see it. Be honest. He's not going to now you've said that. No, be honest. Mm. Where, where are you going to say Mexico? To be honest, it's between Australia and Mexico. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, because of how competitive it's going to be in the early season. Yeah, I'll go with Mexico. Yes. Oh, I know him. Yeah, I know, he know him. He knows me. I'm in your head now. <laughs> I'm getting you back for the rankings podcast in early January. Um, and we'll... 
yeah, we'll go c- continuing on. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ne- potentially negative races then the races that Nigel will get angry at and there's six sprint races this season and realistically it's going to be one of them so that's Azerbaijan Austria Belgium Qatar the US Grand Prix and the Brazilian Sao Paulo Grand Prix um so it may not be one of those but they do tend to make Nigel quite angry so which I think is what has been you... my angriest race for the last three years because I don't like yeah, <laughs> how how do you judge? Because surely it's every race, like you said at the start, like a half joke. Yeah, to be fair, it's, it's quite quite <laughs> difficult to narrow it down. To be honest, but we throw it in there anyway. I assume yeah. you put it in there. I did. So I, I wanted to. I'll, I wanted I'll, to... I'll, I'll put him on the pedestal first. I just have a. I'm just trying to figure out basically on which which podcast episode do I think Nigel's rant is going to be the longest. Basically, I'm not saying he's going to only be. Just, he's going to not be I'm, angry at all of them, but. Actually, I'm going to jump the gun and say Qatar. Yeah, fair enough. That's probably already in this episode. So um, <laughs> um, it's funny. Me and Adam were talking uh, a couple of days ago about uh, like I'm not 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 targeted, but each year, apart from last year, I've had something or someone where I've kind of gone early and said they're not going to do well. Your know, first season it was Albon, obviously, after like two or three races. Then Ricardo, I jumped quite early on that as well. Last year, Albon after really two or three anyone. laps. <laughs> <laughs> last year I didn't really. Last year I didn't really have anyone. And this year, obviously, they will have to see what happens. Uh, but yeah, it will. It will be interesting if if there is something. <laughs> Do you think Qatar as well? Well, because also it could be like you know, like a Ferrari strategy cock up. Like last year made you angry. It might not be the actual yeah. circuit, but it could be Massive. something like that. Yeah. Or or an, like an incident or something. Yeah. Because uh, like you know me, incidents get me fired up as well so yeah i think singapore well i like singapore though i really like singapore yeah but then maybe <laughs> that's why it's going to disappoint you <laughs> oh, okay i see what you do i love singapore do i have to answer this question uh yeah yeah why not it's, uh, it's again completely arbitrary <laughs> trying to think of word might be like a stupid incident or but spain yeah, all right. Yeah. I do genuinely think I'm onto something with the sprint race. I think that narrows it down <laughs> to six. Um, but yeah, like, which sprint race do we think will be the best this season? Because they, like we said, they've gone for six. Imola, Imola was good last season, so was the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. So it's kind of mm. two quite different tracks there. I think Brazil. Imola isn't one this year. No. No, from last season, they were the yeah. good ones. Oh, right. Okay, yes. Um, um, I think it is difficult, but as I said, Qatar is going to be the best race of the year. Um, <laughs> maybe I should stick with that and say that Qatar is going to be the best sprint of the year as well. Yeah, I, I think Sao Paulo, Brazil, it's, it's just a great track, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I think so as well, but I don't know. I, I'm looking at Baku because I think Baku could... It could be very all or nothing because if there are drivers behind, then it could be quite yeah, a that's true. tense. It could be quite a tense fight if there are drivers having to come through from the back of the grid. But and there could be some engine penalties there as well. It's quite no, it's too early in the season actually. Yeah. There won't be engine, <laughs> the engine penalties and someone no. in big trouble. Yeah, <laughs> there won't be engine penalties in the sprint anyway. Yeah. Um. And uh, I mean, my thing about that is if it's what's made Baku races good has been sort of hecticness and stuff. Um. It could just be yeah. a sprint under safety car. There's not enough tire deg at Baku to make the sprint 
interest. I mean, we'll talk about this in the Baku review in about two months, but there's not enough <laughs> yeah. tire day. We'll Baku. have a whole month before well. the Baku Grand Prix to do it. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, if Adam's gone Baku, I've gone Brazil and Freddie's gone. Oh, well, I, I haven't, to be honest. No, you have not <laughs> I'm still, yeah. I'm still, um, I'd, yeah, I'm just going to stick with what we know and go with Brazil. I think Kota could be an interesting one as well. I think yeah, Kota, of nice. the new tracks, Kota's might. Yeah, of the new sprint, sprint tracks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've done lots of eggs into this Qatar basket. <laughs> Can't wait for it now. I know, the I've Be- got to look forward to it somehow. <laughs> the, Bel- the Belgian Grand Prix is a strange one for a sprint, considering it's the longest track as well. Um, and Yeah, yeah would it be like 11 laps? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be really, really short. Um, but yeah, I'm not that hopeful for that. But um, yeah, we shall see. That could be a really interesting one on fuel. <laughs> cars could just mm. run out of fuel. You need to get it's back not up very, the hill it's as not well. F one driver, but who knows? If the start finish rate was at like Stavolo, then you'd be able to like run out of fuel at halfway through the last lap and then just slither down. But it isn't, so you can't. Because um, <laughs> oh, it's like okay. a bobsleigh run. Um, yeah, and then oh, who put who put this? Will any races be cancelled? What a uh, will any races be cancelled? <laughs> I didn't write any of these questions. Man. No, I don't think no. any will be cancelled. No. What a, what a waste of <laughs> 30 seconds. Um, another negative one. I'm going no as well for what it's worth. <laughs> Not much. Um, <laughs> um, another negative one. Which, but I think, I think there will be quite a lot of interesting talk about this is who will remain on the 2024 F1 grid because there is, as we talked about in our F3 and F2, preview i mean particularly f2 preview relevant to this there is a bumper crop of drivers um in f2 coming at the the entire top six or seven of last season's f2 has uh, f3 have stepped up to f2 and there are some super talents in there and there's also good, good drivers sticking around for their second or third seasons as well so it's really there could be a lot of drivers putting pressure on seats but then it's which ones actually take it or not so nigel how many drivers from the 2023 grid will be there in 2024? Oh, how many? I was going to give you two names. Oh, okay. Well, two. That. Two, uh, yeah, two drivers will be on the F1 grid. One at Alfa Romeo and one at Alfa Tauri because of Porsche at Alfa Romeo and then Liam Lawson or Wasser at Alfa so, Tauri. So That's which two? Joe and what? Yeah, Joe and De Vries, I think. Okay, interesting. Mm. I think at Alfa Romeo, Bottas will be quite... Considering his experience at Mercedes, I think it would be quite valuable to have around as Audi coming in there trying to build, I guess, that yeah. Ooh, that's, it's, it's interesting because that's a long way away. Mm, but the wheels are starting to turn, I mean, yeah. certainly from next season. True. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I can actually see Joe weirdly staying on the grid just because he seems to be really well liked at Alfa Romeo. And I can see them wanting to give him a third season. I don't think he'll kind of mm. crater. Um, yeah. So I'm going to stall some more and throw it to Freddie. <laughs> yeah, it's fair enough. It's the right thing to do to throw to me. Um, <laughs> it's a really annoying question. It's a really annoying yes, question. And someone wrote it. <laughs> yeah, I know I wrote it. It's, off. Um, it's a good question. But it's the kind of thing, it's kind of like because you're at the stage of the season where the driver market feels so flat and the, the drivers feel so locked in. You can't even think of anyone pushing their, yeah. their way in and pushing someone out, even if. Even if like some moves could surprise, I think um, 
I think two drivers won't be on the grid, and I think it will be Hulkenberg and Sonoda. Oh, Nico. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, Hulkenberg. you did. Well. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll stick with two, though. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think definitely one at Alpha Tauri. Yeah. Because, it, okay, here's the thing, like, like Freddie said, when you look at it, then there's not like it. The grid does look. Oh, sorry, the silly season potential for driver shakeups does look pretty flat. But a like, if someone I don't know, if it, Alonso decides to retire at the end of this season, that will obviously shake up further down, and there'll be a seat opening up either at Aston Martin or lower down the grid, and um, someone gets promoted. So I'm gonna I'm gonna again say two, but I don't really know where. I'd say one at AlphaTauri, yeah. but I'm not really sure. Like I can't name a team it's, it's so difficult because like every year about august or september we get a move that's usually in the midfield or front of the grid and then that triggers a whole lot of moves we've had that mm. more or less the last nine eight or nine years uh for most of the seasons and then you can get three rookies or one rookie joining from that so well yeah you need to see who forces themselves don't you who yeah I mean, who shows enough ankle I mean, also from 20, 2023, or sorry, from 2022, then there's three new drivers on the grid this season. So yeah. you don't usually, or at least in the last few years, we've not seen big change over two years in a row. Um, so, yeah, that's where it's mm. up for me. I just think, but so I... What, I, so Adam, I you're say, throwing an Alpha Tari and what? And a... Question mark. Driver, <laughs> okay. And a, okay. A large question mark. That's a good way to get an answer right. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the weight of other drivers outside of... I mean, you know, there's still like Ricardo Schumacher out there who'll be pushing for a sheet, Drogovic, Liam Lawson and F2. I think the weight of all of that will... I think at least two will make it on. But I'll go with two. And next, moving on to another negative <laughs> F1 topic from last season. Two this season, the cost cap, obviously. Red Bull broke it last year, apart from Aston Martin and Williams in less publicised ways. Will anyone break it this season? I think yes. I'll just go straight in. I think maybe not maliciously, but I think teams are still getting used to it and how far they can push the boundaries and how far they can not push the boundaries. And I think I think someone will break it. I think it's easy to forget that we had two procedural breaches as well last year yeah. from Aston Martin and Williams. But I don't think anyone will break the cost cap. Hooray! See, so when Red Bull broke it, we had that podcast on it in October time. I said I wouldn't be surprised if another team broke it. So I'm going to stick by that and say, like, Adam, I think there's going to be some controversy later this year regarding the cost gap. It also depends who it is, because, like, there was nothing controversial about, like, Aston Martin covering it, uh, sorry, breaking it for 2021. I was like, ah, no, because they were running around in, like, eighth in the construction or wherever. So it may not be controversial from that angle. Yeah, yeah. Potentially one team breaking the cost cap for me and Nigel and one driver will be crowned F2 champion as well. We talked about this in our preview, but we will go with definitive answers for this one. I'm going to say Ayumu Iwasa, Japanese Red Bull junior driver who finished fifth last year. I think he's got a lot of potential, came on strong last year. Nigel, I can guess who I'm going to say he's going <laughs> to be on. the driver who Iwasa scored three points to two in the second half of last season. <laughs> yes, it's Tail Porsche. I think he's the most talented driver in F2, uh, and I think finally, he's going to deliver on his promise, on his huge talent, and he's going to win the F2 title. See, I'm going to say Iwasa as well. I think Iwasa was, was very impressive last year, and I kind of hope he wins. I think it'd be great if he does. Mm-hmm. 
and where F2 goes. F3 follows, so we're going to follow straight up with that. I don't think we did give a championship prediction in our last podcast, so we will write that wrong today. F3 champion, Nigel Chu. Not well, we've got the same surname as Ronnie O'Sullivan, so I'm going to go for <laughs> Zach O'Sullivan. <laughs> I'm also going to go Zach O'Sullivan. I'm going to go Dino Beganovic, Swedish Ferrari yeah. junior driver. But it'd be nice if Zach O'Sullivan did as well. I think we've all... Um, yeah, had interviews or various interactions with him over our short journalistic careers, which we outlined at the oh, start. So yeah, it'd be <laughs> and to have a British, you know, British success in motorsport <clears throat> is nice to see. So yeah, we're but not biased towards Brits. We both, we both think it'll be, or we all think it'll be a Premier driver, is what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, and then finally onto the big ones, the our constructors' championship predictions and our drivers' championship predictions. Oh. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, um, I still don't have a real auto set. So yeah, yeah. It's I think be... we should say for constructors, it's not where we think the teams are going into the season. It's where we think they will finish the season after twenty two, twenty three races of Formula One competition, and because that can be very different to where the pecking order lies currently. It... It probably will be very different, won't it? It probably will oh, be. That, yeah. That's part of the problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's why it's yeah. difficult. So, basically, we've got to factor in who's going to develop the best, which drivers are going to make the least mistakes, who's going to be the best operationally. Factor all that in and come up with an order. Because like, operationally, Alfa Romeo and Haas, to me, have been really disappointing the last few years. So you've got to factor that in. They might have like sixth or fifth their fastest car or whatever, but then if they're not performing strategically, then they're not going to get the point. So this is a tricky one. Uh, we're going to go from 10th to 1st, aren't we? 10th, yeah. uh, I have gone for, I'm going to say, Alfa I've gone for Alfa Tauri. I've Alpha. gone for Alfa Tauri. Hooray! Oh, oh, easy one to lock in to start with. Um, and then ninth, we covered this further up with our bottom of the Drivers' Championship prediction. I've got Williams. I'm Williams guessing. here as well. I have Haas. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Why? Just to be different. No. Um, basically, <laughs> similar to what Nigel said about operation, um, I think Haas have, have a capability of throwing things away and just completely being lost on a lot of weekends. Mm. And I think that will that will start to bite quite a lot, particularly in the second half of the year. Interesting. Very interesting. See, I, I, think, I think William Nigel Williams have made mid, good sort of stable gains, and I think that yeah, yeah. I see more of that continuing than I I see more of that continuing than than um, I have confidence in Haas being more. I mean, competent. I know I've long said that Schumacher should have kept his seat rather than Hulkenberg, but on paper you would say Hulkenberg and Magnussen should score single figure points in the early part of the season, whereas Williams. Are they going to do that? Not quite. I don't think they're going to have the pace to do it, uh, quite frankly. Uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting one to see if has to drop to ninth because I think they will be very disappointed with that if if, if that happened. They would be. I mean, the the noises coming out just seem really positive. They had Pietro Fittipaldi on F one comms through testing, and he he said like as his conservative prediction was fifth to seventh, and I think just the vibe around the team. I think they. And you know, Gunter Schreiner as well has been really positive. I just think they feel like they've really they're really on something here, and I don't think they'd be doing that just for bravado or whatever if they didn't. So no, I don't yeah, think I, that. I just don't I got, have faith in them. You know, 
I think historically, I just don't have faith in this team. Historically, I've not got faith in Williams either. (laughs) I've I've got less faith in Williams based off the last five years. I have got Haas eighth, though. I I don't think it's going to be that much better. So I've got Haas (laughs) in eighth for me. (laughs) I See, I'm kind of struggling with this. Sorry, McLaren, Haas and Alfa Romeo, because in our um, post-testing power rankings then we had mclaren and eighth and both hassan alfa romeo above them but it's then just how far mclaren are gonna i, I think they're certainly gonna outdevelop Haas and most likely alfa romeo mm-hmm. as well because they've just got more you know resources more infrastructure kind of i'm just not sure it, it's how much they can overcome that when they're behind in the early part of the season but also it is this is probably where the first it's a long season is going to come in because like George Russell said for Mercedes then you can pick up a lot more points later on um down the line in in terms of density of races if you're strong at the end of the season then you can if you come out the blocks flying so we could see upgrades at Imla will definitely see them at Barcelona but um I'm gonna I'm gonna back cast. I do think their drive lineup's a bit better than Alfa Romeo's as well. So I'm gonna say Alfa Romeo. Oh, but then McLaren could be there. Like genuinely, no Alfa Romeo eighth. Okay, for me locked in, locked in. Lovely. Let it slide, Freddie. You have assumingly gone for Williams. I'm guessing. I've gone for Williams in eighth. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we've all gone three different positions. Freddie's got Williams. I've got <clears throat> uh, Haas. And Adam has gone. You said Alpha Romeo, didn't you? I said Alpha Romeo. Yeah. That's um, fun, isn't it? Interesting. How lovely. Yeah. Look at who that. have we? Who have we got for seventh then? Who have you got for seventh, Nigel? I've gone Back for McLaren. You. I've gone. I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be their worst season for well since, since like the McLaren Honda days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just it's the technical team. I just. You know, James Key, he's obviously the technical director there, came in in 2019. I just, it's all going to be, be about the B spec or big big upgrades that they've got in the fourth or fifth round of the season. It's about that. If, the, if that doesn't go right, then they're going to be in big, big trouble. And, you know, Norris, obviously, he could be part of the silly season moves that we were talking about earlier. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think McLaren could be in for a long season, but I hope I'm wrong. I really, but they did develop really so well last season. Like they, they stayed in the fight with Alpine for fifth a lot longer. Uh, sorry, fourth a lot longer than they should have done. Yeah. And but they developed a car they didn't really know much about and have made changes that haven't worked. Is is the way I look at it. In that, and I think we've we've discussed a few times that McLaren have sort of been flattered by. The likes of Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz in recent years, but they've still got Lando Norris, they've which still is got another Lando key Norris, thing. But they've got it's really if and they've got a Lando Norris who's not as happy as he has been, very openly and very visibly. The body language of Lando Norris is is quite depressing, to be honest. Yeah, and yeah, that, that does that does add quite a lot to me ranking them below the um, out of the top five, out of the top six, to be honest. For me, it's it's a really hard call because you're right, Adam. Mm. The 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 logical steps they've made through the season in 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, all four of the last four seasons point to them being, you know, decent. But it's they they've not had this bad a preseason in any of those years. Mm. The other, the other thing is, you know, with with Norris on form, they could be 
like three tenths slower than Alfa Romeo and Haas and still probably finish ahead of them in the constructors' standings. Yeah. So it's if if the cars are anywhere close, then McLaren will get ahead just through the driver lineup. Um, or at least you know if, if Piastri is anywhere near where we think he'll be. So, but I'll get. Uh, I'll say Haas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's really tight. <clears throat> it's really tight. It is. Uh, so I think tight. even though we've all gone Alpha Tauri 10th, I wouldn't be surprised if Alpha Tauri do are in one of these positions that we've just said, 7th, 8th, 9th. So... No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go McLaren in 7th. I'll agree with you. you. Okay. Yeah. See, we've all gone quite bored there because to have McLaren and just think about that, McLaren in 7th, that is a huge story, I think. Given... I mean, they've dropped out, they've dropped given one they place every season. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, people talk about the racing point in 2020. It was McLaren that finished third. It wasn't racing point. So, you know, they had that huge season with Norris and Sainz and then they have just got backwards one place every year. This year, they could be going back two places. Yeah. I really hope they can develop their way into the season. But it's going to be tricky. Mm. And then I'm guessing we'll kind of mirror each other here where Nigel... Alpha Romeo 6... Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. I'm going Haas. Yeah. And I'm going Alfa Romeo. Yeah. There we go. I so... mean, it was either Alfa Romeo or McLaren 6 or so. I think Alfa yeah, Romeo would yeah. just nick it because I think they've built a very good car this year. They hats off to the engineering team there. Uh, the driver lineup is weaker, of course, than McLaren, but I, I think, think I rate it more than you both do. I don't think it's as good as yeah. McLaren, but I do think I rate Bottas and Joe a bit more than you guys yeah. do. Personally, yeah, like fastest time um, on day two. Let's run away with for that. What it, for what it's worth. Um <laughs> well, to be honest, from that it's all downhill from here for Alfa Romeo. season. It's come a long way from Giovinazzi and Raikkonen. Yes, you know, it has. When we started the podcast, and then we did the pessimism stakes in twenty twenty one because we just barely talked yeah. about them in our first series. Then it's like they have come a long way from that. I'm just not sure. I feel like when me and Nigel last talked about Alfa Romeo, then we both said they take a step back. So, that... yeah, did, uh, I, I, would, I, would have, I would have agreed with you on that based on their sort of twenty twenty two pattern, but mm. they've made a they have made a decent jump this year, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. So there's three spaces difference between mine and Freddie's has prediction. I think with Joe hitting the ground running this year, rather than taking the the sort of period where the car's good to get good. That could, I think, to be honest, if it doesn't get them decent points, then you should be asking questions about Joe this year. Well, but he's got the he's got the um he's got the benefit of the doubt from me for that for now. Well, yeah, that is that is maybe somewhere where I think there will be questions coming up. But um, yeah, we'll save that for once they've actually driven some racing. Um, go on to fifth place. I've got Alpine going for another yes, sweep. Alpine, Alpine. There Alpine. we go. Yeah. It, yeah, I think we we spoke more about it in testing. And to be honest, I don't think they just seem to be clear of the bottom. And I imagine they'll outdevelop every team under them, bar maybe McLaren. Um, but I'd probably back them to do that. And then they're just too too much slower than Aston or any of the big three for to bridge that gap. I think really. Yeah, I, I I'd agree. Yeah, I think the driver lineup they don't have kind of two. A star drivers, they've got two solid drivers, they should be getting points every weekend. It's about whether the car, just like last year, 
is on a variety of circuits. Of course, we've only seen them around Bahrain. I think it should be. It's just the Aston Martin performance in testing was excellent. Uh, and then the big three is out of reach, I think, for Alpine. So I think, I think they just have to naturally be fifth. I think they're clear from everyone we've said. And yeah. I think they'll be nipping at the heels of the people we're about to say. Yeah, agreed. But who are <laughs> who is that? Because we had Mercedes in fourth in our testing power rankings. I don't think anyone's got that now. Have we all got Aston Martin? I've got Aston Martin fourth. I think the driver lineup, unfortunately, being quite one one sided. There'll be an arm behind the team's back this year, and it won't be mm. Fernando Alonso's arm. Um, <laughs> um, the Lance Stroll of it all ties the hands behind their back. Yeah, yeah I'd have to I, agree. Yeah, as, as much as I'd love to put Aston Martin higher, I think Stroll's inconsistency is just it's too too inconsistent, quite frankly. Uh, so I think fourth is as high as we go. I mean, are they really going to be head of Mercedes or Ferrari? Probably not, unfortunately. But early in the season. I think they'll be on par with them, if not ahead. It's just later in the season. Uh, I don't think they've quite got the quality in, in, in Stroll. Uh, and Alonso's not going to score enough to, to, for them to be in you know, third, third or second. Yeah, the, the only top five constructor without a top five driver lineup. Um, but So that'll be kind of potentially their limitation. Moving on to third. Imagine, well, it's between Mercedes, Ferrari and Red Bull. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mercedes Ferrari. Oh, I've, I've got Ferrari as well. Do you want to go back to the old operational point, doesn't it? Mm. And I think Mercedes are starting the season in a better place to where they started last year. And if you extrapolate the figures of 2022, um, Mercedes in the second half of the season would have been better than Ferrari in, in terms of were better than Ferrari in terms of points. And yeah, it, sorry, I take that as a I think Mercedes will be just able to just to pick up I think it's going to be close but I think they'll be able to pick up that few more consistent points than Ferrari will it's exactly uh, that they they lost by 40 points last season to Ferrari which considering how they both started the season both in testing and Bahrain you you would just be mind-boggled if so yeah I just don't I think the way they improved, I just think, like Freddie said, operationally, not even you know on what race days or anything like that, but just back at the factory, their whole mindset of improving the car is just so strong. Um, so, yeah, but I know, Nigel, you rank Ferrari a bit better than most people anyway. Yes, I, I, I think Mercedes is going to be similar to last year. They'll be a bit better earlier in the season. I think Hamilton and Russell will win a race or two, but I think the engine... To me, they appear to have the weakest power unit. The bounce of the car, I'm still not as convinced compared to Ferrari and certainly Red Bull. I think it's going to be similar to last year, just slightly better. So I've got them in third. Interesting. Very I think, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we, we said before that they're the most, you know, the team with the most question marks around them. I think the only thing for me is like, can, can they have as bad a year as last year operationally? Probably not, but no. you know, again, it's it's the step up from Mercedes, so we'll have to see. And then in first place, in Nigel first two. place, first place, Ferrari are going to win the constructors' championship. Getting deja vu. 
Oh, are you saying <laughs> it? Are you, are Ferrari you going to win? Oh, I, I that's think, fun. I really think they've been holding back. Oh, I, I, I don't it. think this talk of Red Bull dominating, I, don't, I think they had favourites, of course. But I think with Vassar there, they're going to fix the mistakes. I believe in the three, in the three Enricos that they've got in the <laughs> team, in the technical team, Enrico uh, Cardillo, Enrico, sorry for messing up the names, Gualtieri, and Enrico Racca, uh, who's the chef chassis power unit and supply chain. Uh, they have those three names are leading those departments, sorry. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to fix their mistakes from last year. And with the driver lineup as well, I think they can nick, nick the constructors from Red Bull. Yay, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's so Freddie. Who have you got in first place? I don't know yet. Okay, most I've people would Bull. say Red Bull. Wouldn't they? Most I've, people. I've yes. got Red Bull. I think Mercedes um, second. I just say it. So much. Say faith. it. Do it. I always. Have, I still have so much faith in Mercedes being able to pick up points more than the other two top teams. But I don't know if the car's there for it yet. Say it, please. No, Freddie, just say what you think's say right. Say, say what you think's right. Go over your head. That's I'm just going to mute you two for a second. Just so... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like um, the Emperor's New Groove where he's got like the angel and the devil on his shoulders. I don't know who's who. Um, I mean, I think I've got to say Red Bull and Mercedes. Yeah. So you've you both got Red Bull, I've got Ferrari. Mm. I, I think actually one one of the strikes I have against Mercedes is I think operationally oh. on race days, they're just not there with Red Bull. I, I think the way, you know, they could have had two, you know, they could have had at least one, potentially two or three more race wins last season if they had got everything right. So yeah. it's there. It's it's that that actually I'm not <clears throat> even if they do even if their car gets to the level of the Red Bull then I still think actually you know when they're going pound for pound against them can they get it done um, I guess the kind of you're right bounce back against that is that Russell is a much better driver than Perez um, or maybe not much but definitely a better driver than Perez I would say so they'll probably pick up more points there and if Red Bull do develop their car towards Verstappen and away from Perez um, then that may play into it as well. So I think, yeah, it, it's a difficult one, but yeah. Ultim- ultimately, like I've, and I know I've said Ferrari, but if Red Bull do have the best car, the staff could easily finish 100, 125 points ahead of everyone else alone. And then in that sense, yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter too much how bad or well Perez does. So that is why Red Bull have to be favourites. But yeah, I'm just going to go a bit bold. Go with what I've seen and Kind of yeah. hoping with with a bit of confidence and go for Ferrari, which would mean it's yeah. been an exciting season as well. If that, <laughs> yeah, so, definitely, yeah. definitely would be. Well, that. Yeah. I think I think I agree with Adam on the operational points. You just kind of Rebel don't panic as a team. Yeah, it's yeah. And I, 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 yeah, I think that's kind of just the just the point really there. So what's the drivers? Yeah, well, then, well, we we well, nearly had three different constructors champions there. <laughs> we've only we got three different we've got champions. We've got one team that um is in different positions for all of us, I think. And that's it. And that's Haas. Yeah. Um yeah. Other than that, there's all each team has a level of agreement across the board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting one. Um, I would I would be really happy if I'm wrong about Haas. 
to be honest, I would be really happy if they have a, a season like 2018 where they're up at the up in the midfield again. Um, Depends which way I'm wrong about them. If I'm wrong about them because they're fourth, then that'd be amazing. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if they're sixth, then, you know, fair enough. Um, but yeah, onto, the, onto our driver's predictions, the crescendo of... Now, this year, Adam, you've got to make sure it kind of lines up with, with your constructors' ones. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. You, you one, can't have the second got, and fourth got place. Five more minutes of this. Five more minutes of this, and then we're into new prediction for the year. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, so, fifth place. Fifth. Oh, Nigel, please. since you suggested it. Uh, Fernando Lodzo's going to be fifth. Top five for Aston Martin. Large. That is large. That is large. The thing is, I actually believe in all these things as well. I'm saying I'm not saying it to be bored or different. I generally believe it. I agree. <gasps> Ooh. Interesting. So I got I got you think Mercedes got the second best car, but Russell or Hamilton. Yeah, it's red has gone wrong already. Hang <laughs> on a second. Why do you Wait, why what? do you think that I'm gonna have Russell he... and Hamilton? Behind Alonso. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He could be the Ferrari. So you I've said one Ferrari? name oh. out of <laughs> one name out of. Oh God, no, you're wrong. <laughs> drivers, you, you, you're oh, assuming yeah. I put Hamilton seventeenth. I haven't. <laughs> See, that's because because I've got the seventeenth now. <laughs> uh, this yeah. isn't the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. <laughs> Thought it was a Qatar Grand Prix the worst race. <laughs> What the best race of 2023, the Qatar Grand Prix, with the best sprint ever seen and an incredibly boring qualifying session. So me, me and Freddie have gone Alonso fifth. Adam, who've you gone for? I have stroll gone for Alonso outside of my top five. I have okay. gone for Sergio Checo Perez in fifth place. Interesting. Yeah. Safe choice that. Safe. Yeah. It's such a stupid answer saying Alonso will be fifth. And I just realised. It's it's not like it genuinely. <laughs> it's no, it is. You, you, no, you said it. Been... You said uh, it, and I was like, oh, I mean, you know, it's. It, it would be fun to see. Um, I thought I saw yeah. the corner here. Okay, fourth place. Uh, I've gone for Hamilton in fourth. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't think Mercedes are gonna have a car that's gonna be. In the top few places, so yeah. I've got Leclerc fourth. Ooh. I've got Russell fourth. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this now actually. This is fun. Russell's not in my top five. Wow. Um <laughs> where? Uh, yeah. Great. He is. I'm he's not... my he's my third. Oh, he's your third, okay. Yeah. Sorry, who? Uh, Hamilton? No, he Russell is. is third oh, okay. Uh, Leclerc is third for me. I've got Sainz in third. Oh, that's nice. So you two don't have Sainz in your top five? Yeah. Hey, I haven't said that yet. <laughs> okay. Right. I I'm, I'm assuming. Okay, you don't. Okay. I don't that's know. interesting. I might have him two or one. Okay. That would be interesting. Considering you said Ferrari third, science is a science is an interesting one because he does. He really seems to relish maybe some of the 
the Ferrari-ness of being at Ferrari in a way that Leclerc doesn't in terms of, you know, he does, he's, he's taken, he's maybe asserted himself on the team in terms of strategy. And he does, you know, seem to, in terms of working behind the scenes with the team and then, you know, having that call head on race day, he does seem to have that element, but it is just fundamentally. No, I think so... Leclerc does as well, not, maybe not the strategy, which we debated about last year, but I think he's got the, the other two areas that you mentioned there. And I, I just, could have him second or first. So I, I, I think I think yeah, his confidence and his yeah assertiveness within the team. I think he has an advantage job, but fundamentally, I just don't think he's as fast. And if the Ferrari isn't the second best card, then or the in the top two cars, then he might struggle. Okay, that's interesting. So just to recap before we get on to who's going to be the 2023 champion, I've got fifth to third: Alonso, Hamilton, Sides, Freddie. You've got remind me: Alonso, Leclerc, Russell. And Adam's got uh, Perez, Russell, Leclerc. Wow. But I think Adam's is probably the most legitimate so far. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <God>. Nigel, <laughs> what are we doing? We're supposed to be the I voices of reason on yeah, this podcast. We've, we've really balls it up. <laughs> now, yeah. can you guys guess where I put signs? <laughs> is it six? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's so... seventh. I've got Perez sixth. Okay. Okay. So, who do we think is going to be the 2023 Formula One World Champion? Who I've already said first? it. I've said oh, yeah, Verstappen. I've said Verstappen for most wins, so <laughs> why not Max Verstappen? <laughs> oh, do I? I'm really 50 50. I'm really 50 50 between Leclerc. Really? And Alex Alban? <laughs> so I, said Verstappen nice. gonna haven't got all day. I said Verstappen's going to get the most wins, but that doesn't mean he'll win. No, right, Leclerc, Leclerc, Leclerc's going to win the championship. Yay! He's gone yeah. for it. Yes, another oh, thing to have over Nigel. This so, Freddie, <laughs> you had Verstappen and Leclerc as your I had top Verstappen two. And Hamilton is top two. Oh, okay. Leclerc, Leclerc was fourth. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, I think I think in terms of. I have I backed Hamilton over Russell, and I think it will be, you know, I don't think Russell will be too far away, but I still back him over Russell, and then it's um, yeah, but I I still just think Red Bull are a better, better team. I think it's pretty equal between the drivers. So, so do I. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty not confident about what I've said. I've had the Nigel, See, am I? <laughs> I've had the Nigel um existential crisis about it all, um. So I know he's patented that, but whatever. Um, oh, I do kind of want to put um, Sainz or Perez in where Alonso is, but I don't really care. So who's your second again, Adam? Who's your second place? Hamilton. Hamilton. So you're Verstappen, Hamilton. Do you yeah. think it will be like a 2021 really? Because no. or is it going to be Verstappen's 100 points ahead? And... It'll be a 2013 um, for me, that kind of thing, where Alonso's second, yeah. but he's 150 points away from the guy who wins. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I would love it if Adam's more optimistic. I have a feeling he might be. Well, if you say Red Bull Constructors and Perry, was Perez in your top five? Perry was, yeah, fair. Oh, he was, okay. Right, well. We don't know how close this could be. Yeah, obviously, it depends on the points. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it could be. Yeah, uh, just. It could be like. 200, 199, 198, 197, and then everyone else on 196 points. 
I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it. Seven drivers. Joined oh, fifth. Oh, oh, no, Alonso. Jasly. Oh god. <laughs> One final bit of housekeeping before, or not housekeeping, but uh, matter to get to before we get to the end of this episode and can look forward with unbridled joy to the Barring Grand Prix is what happens in the Barring Grand Prix. So we're going to do a quick fire pole position and top five for the season opener. And it may not be quick fire because our predictions are rarely quick fire, but we shall. This whole see. episode. <laughs> well, I need to go on off two minutes. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll start. Uh, Verstappen, Poland win. Alonso second. Oh, lovely. Perez third. Um, Leclerc fourth. Russell fifth. I'm going to go for for pole, pole positions. going to be Leclerc. Top five be Leclerc, Verstappen, Alonso, Sides, Perez. Be. Nice yeah. and fun. I'm going to go pole position Verstappen. Win, Verstappen. Second, Perez. Third, Leclerc. Fourth, Sainz. Fifth, Alonso. Logic. Interesting. Good logic. The wait is nearly over. And we are all very excited. I'm usually happy with the sporting predictions I make across different sports. Well, I'm, I'm... Yeah. Oh, I, you, said, very you, said was, you said this was your favorite episode of the year was when we make yeah. these predictions. And, this is... now and for some you. reason, for some reason, no one even knows why, Nigel. For some reason, you've said Qatar will be the worst race of the year. But with that, we will say thank you very much for listening. Yeah, and thank you, guys. We, hope thank we will be back after the Bahrain Grand Prix to give our analysis and reaction to it. But for now, Goodbye and enjoy the race. Bye, everybody. Enjoy the race. Bonjour.